This is life. And what a good time to be alive. Remember what a glory it is to be alive right now. Welcome to the project. So now it's like I'm ready to 
to take the steps and changing this. Mm. I say it's like so much, don't I? <laughs> John says that to me all the time. Every sentence is it's like like this, <laughs> like. <laughs> um, what were you saying? Now? You said you want to change. What is it that you're wanting to change? Wanting to change. Um, so yeah, I guess it's. I think that I there's a massive lack of appreciation that I have oh. for the simple things. Um, Okay. And I think that, you know, we take everything for granted, and I know I, know I do. Um, and like I was saying, like, I just want to have a different outlook on everything, and um, nothing really is shit, you know, when I go to Sri Lanka and I see the way that people are mm. suffering, and it, I sometimes think to myself, like, I met this boy, the most beautiful boy, um, he's, he's like my brother, I call him my brother. We met on Facebook, which is really weird, but we met because I was doing some volunteering and I met a guy who's paralysed and he was one of his friends. So he's 21, he's um, waist down paralysed, the most just zen, positive, um, determination. And I sit there and I'm like, always amazing um, like honestly it makes me feel really just in awe mm. and the other guy that I mentioned who I met him through he's even more he's just incredible um, I met with him to ask him you know what can I do this is the first time I went I said what can I do to change your situation improve your quality of life and he was just saying you know Forget about me, I want to help others. And he spent his incredible dress. He's just spent his whole, like since he's developed this problem, like in the war, he became paralyzed. He's just devoted his whole life um, to empowering other young people. And, you know, there's lots of young people, I heard about it, because there's lots of young people depressed, suicidal, um, so then you've got to say, you've got individuals like that, that really does, I guess that experience in Sri Lanka, it was really grounding. It made me realise, like, I've just lost perception of things. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of had to open your perspective in yeah. your life? Yeah. That. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it did. And I came back feeling like, you know, everybody commented, I'm sure you noticed, I was like, blah, 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 blah. I just couldn't stop talking. Mm -hmm. I was just so ecstatic, and I think that ecstasy was, yeah, it was just me, just me um, seeing the change that I was able to make and realising I want to do more of this. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like we talk about this a lot, you know, I want to, doing things for other people, it's not just that it makes me feel great about myself, but having an impact on that person's life, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that definitely gives me the most satisfaction out of anything in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the first time I went, I remember, I came back and I thought to myself, isn't it funny, you know, when I get a new perfume, um, I love clothes, I'm really into, I am into material things, I think most people are, different kind of, you know, material obsessions. But, yeah, it just made me think, I don't really need, 
I, I, it's nice to have the opportunity to have these things, but the truth is, this doesn't really define my mm. happiness, and I still, I still love it. I'm still into fashion. Um, it's not that I'm going to come back and suddenly grow dreadlocks <laughs> and be a hippie. But it's just that I realised yeah. there's there's a whole lot more yeah. to yeah. me, and um, yeah. and I think yeah, this has just been a personal journey, just discovering really who I am and what makes me tick. Nice. Can you just explain what you were doing with your life? Oh God, yes. Um, so I went to Sri Lanka um, about two years ago, and um, the first time I went, I'd gone to Cambodia with some friends, and then I diverted and went to Sri Lanka by myself. Um, and my intention was to do some volunteering because I met this lovely guy. Um, back in London, he was telling me this a dire situation in Sri Lanka, and I've always known, you know, I've grown up knowing what's happening in Sri Lanka because um, my parents were born there. Mm -hmm. um, but we closely kind of follow the situation, what's been, you know, what's going on. So um, the, the, there's a war that ended in Sri Lanka in 2009, and after that, there's just so much kind of devastation that you would get after these kind of um, things. Um, so yeah, so there's still so much ongoing suffering, you know, although the war's mm. over, you think, yeah, it's great, dandy. Mm. So anyway, this guy shed light on the fact that there is there are lots of paralysed people, um, and they became paralysed through shelling, you know, mine, mine bombs that were placed on the floor, um, all kinds of age, ages. Um, so I heard that that a lot of these individuals don't have the right care, they don't have, they're just laying there with pressure sores, that's a big issue. Um, and pressure sores as deep as the bone, you know, just pure agony, and some have committed suicide because of this. And I just thought, you know what, I'm a nurse, I just want to, I want to help these people, I want to do mm -hmm. something. So as soon as he told me, I just thought, right, mm -hmm. I'm going to make this happen, um, I'm going to utilise you know, my experience, my nurse experience, and go there and see what I can offer. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny, because beforehand I did have this view that I don't think I can do much, like as in, yeah. I have a lack of belief in myself in a way, it's yeah, weird, yeah. but I just thought, God, yeah. I don't know if I can, can I do, yeah, I want to do this, but what can I offer? And then I went and it was just like I stepped into the role. Wow. And it didn't even take any preparing myself. I was just like, boom, you know, it was me, a doctor, and some of the other team from the charity, and we'll just go from house to house in the poorest parts of a place called Vanni in northeast Sri Lanka. And, well, it's the area that, uh, when I say poor, I mean the most um, devastated, left devastated from since the war. And then we'd go to these individuals that the charity have heard about who are really in need. And I'd go and introduce myself, introduce a team, why I'm here. And it's really funny because I had to have this conversation in Tamil, my native tongue. And it really challenged my Tamil. I was mm -hmm. literally stuttering. Mm -hmm. it, actually, 
it would flow, but then every now and then there's just that word, you know, for example, quality of life. How do I say that? So then I'd look at my team and how do you say quality of life? So it really required all of us to get involved. Mm -hmm. And some of the individuals broke down, and some of them. Oh, God, I met so many individuals. I honestly, to talk about them all and the effect they've had on me is just profound. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, so I wasn't, I can't, there's only so much that I can do. So there and then I kind of tried to do bits and pieces for people, get them wheelchairs mattresses, um, you know, even toys, educational toys and uh, physiotherapy equipment, dressings for the wounds and gave them advice um, on how to look after wounds because that's a huge thing that we deal with in, in our hospitals in the UK. It costs, it costs a lot of money basically to, um, pre uh, not prevent, but to, to get rid of a pressure sore once it develops. Okay. So, um, it's a huge problem, it's like a crisis in the NHS and they, they're trying to tackle it by giving really good prevention for pressure sores. Mm. But anyway, so all that knowledge I already have about that, I just thought, right, let me try and empower these people, yeah. tell them about it. And then, yeah, the, the response was great. Uh, Tamil people are very, they're quite timid. Mm. They're not proud people, they're very humble and they'd immediately run up to you and give you a chair and I hate that. I was just like, do you know what, let me just sit down with you and let me can talk, let's just talk, chill, you know. Um, and then they'd tell me their story and it's just, it's so heartbreaking but at the same time, I'm just thinking, what can we do? The mm -hmm. situation is so dire, what can we do? Yeah. And so, yeah, a few individuals, I was able to make a difference to, uh, so I kind of came back and thought, yeah. man, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> how do I do this back to my nursing job, my reality? Yeah. Um, and then that's why I'm going to kind of, I've already been in touch with lots of friends, family, mm. we're going to try and work on this together. So it's, it's yeah, it's a long-term thing, it's not going to happen straight away, but I'm really excited and um, cool. yeah, man, it's good. What, how did you overcome that? idea that you couldn't, you didn't have much to offer? Um, I have self-limiting thoughts all the time. Um, yeah. It's really strange, but I remember when I first met you, you were like, you're really confident. And I, I am confident, but there's an internal dialogue which I have to try and, which I've always battled with, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which tells me that you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, battling with that, and I have like mental health issues, which is all linked to you know why I think this way. Um, but I, I think I've let it hold me back for so many years. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, even me saying this. Now, when I'm Can talking to you, talk about I'm actually, I was thinking, should I say it, should I not? No, because this is what I have. And yeah, it's, I, the truth. it's the truth. Um, and I'd say probably five, I don't know, 10% of the people in my life know this. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird. Um, wow. it, does, it doesn't hold me back to that, to that extent, because I, I, you know, I'm doing things to help myself. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, 
I tell myself, no, 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 you know, I've found this new way of thinking, I can do this, I can do this, and I'm challenging those thoughts yeah. that I've always had for years. Um, so yeah, and I think that seeing what I was able to do when I went to Sri Lanka, that, that was, I think, a turning point. No. Definitely a turning point, and also... A turning point, like, actually for yourself. Yeah, I think that was a turning point for myself, and kind of it kind of made me feel like there's so much I can offer that I have to offer and I want to do this and I want to nice. yeah. I've always had this feeling like I, I just want to do things to help others like if I see anyone mm. in pain it could even be on a smaller scale if I see someone in pain see a homeless person I, I've always had this from my from since I was young this feeling of I want to do something for that person I want to mm, help them yeah. I want to make them smile I want to and my, it's funny because my dad is exactly the same and my mum and growing up I've always seen how giving, they're so giving mm -hmm. and charitable and loving and anyway so I just kind of, I admired that and I guess, you know, I didn't have a perfect upbringing but that was something that had a profound positive yeah. effect on me and I just yeah I naturally just wanted wanted to start mm -hmm. doing stuff and also Joel <laughs> Joel's another huge influence I'd say Joel is my boyfriend um he is the first person to really you know I mean don't get me wrong my whole family like my mum especially my mum and sister they're so they just ooze with love for me and they're just so supportive and just so, they're just so, so beautiful. But Joel, I think he's probably the first person to tell me I'm worthy. And it's not that we all need to be told that we're worthy by somebody. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that as soon as he told That's me. That's temporary. Yeah. As soon as he told me, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm worthy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... <laughs> but it was... <laughs> But it was more like, yeah, it was more like, do you know what? You, I, I couldn't accept it, sorry, at first. I couldn't accept it, so it took, I've been what, four years with Joel. And at first I just used to think, you know, you're gorgeous. Even me, without my makeup, hair scruffy in a bun. So basically you've, like your whole life you've been battling with this. Like, oh yeah, in every, you know, not even just. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, not even just. Uh, not even just in terms of like mm. capabilities, but it's in terms of like appearance, body weight, yeah, everything. Wow. Yeah, and I think that it's interesting, but going into my late twenties, I've definitely felt it's not that I'm like, yeah, I'm finally just mm -hmm. fully accept myself, but I'm working on that and I can see I'm more more yeah. I'm more heading towards and yeah, Joel's been an amazing um influence yeah or I mean, impact and maybe when he um, said that to you as well was it more just like oh yeah or maybe you remember him yeah so when he i mean i feel like it's gone from okay he's just saying that he likes me this guy likes me okay, yeah. but he believes i can see you know how wholeheartedly he believes in me and he just thinks yeah that just the things he says and 
he sees so much beauty and he often says it kills him that I can't see it. Mm. Um, Do you think that you will be able to say those things about yourself? Yeah. Now or, or getting there? I think I'm getting there. Nice, that's so cool. Yeah, I think I'm getting there because, you know, with so much love around me, like I have got so much beauty, I've got so many beautiful friends, family, mm. who are just genuine. Yeah. Positive, inspiring um, people that make me feel like, yeah, you know what? Mm. I, I've, I just feel like I, I can. The love around me is just great, and it's just that makes a huge difference because you know there's lots of these quotes that say who you surround yourself with is just so important um, for your yeah. mental well-being, and I think that I. I don't want any, you know, I don't want any sort of superficial, meaningless BS anymore. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it's just, Yeah. but yeah, man, all the people, it's just... And why do you think you want to... Sorry? Just feeling... So much love. Yeah, why did you want to change that in a dialogue anyway? Like, why do you think it's important? Why do I think it's important? Um, For you. I guess um, up to a certain age, you just kind of um, become accustomed. To, you just think this is the way that I am. Yeah, so true. And you believe in it. Yeah. But I guess it was the point where I started to challenge those thoughts and perceptions, and I thought, hold on a minute. No, hold on. Um, and also, why? How did you even get to that stage where you were like, hang on a minute? I don't need to be like this forever. Yeah, pretty much. It was just, I guess, there becomes a point where you just kind of go, fuck this. <laughs> and I just thought, do you know what? There's more. Like, yeah. You just need... And you become fed up of it, I think. Mm. You can only accept it for so long. Yeah. And then also, as you age, you, you kind of delve deeper into yourself mm. and into your mind. And I'm someone who, I've always been like that. And I just thought, no, you don't have to be like this. And then, of course, you know, you've heard of you know, so many people that talk about their stories of how they've like overcome this, this, this. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 what were you saying? So, so you got fed up, and you were just like, it doesn't really need to be like this. Yeah, I just thought, do you know what? No. It seemed like a huge challenge, a huge undertaking, but it almost felt like, no, man, you just have to be submissive to this life, like to this, this is just you, this way of thinking. Um, mm. But it's all these, you know, beautiful people that have had positive impact mm. on me, believed in me, and on top of that, me questioning, do you really need to suffer like this? And also, yeah. and also, yeah. You know, there's moments where, like over the years, I start to feel, I'm, I'm starting to feel more confident in myself yeah. and, like, yeah, I can do, I can do, I can do this and, yeah, so I think that since those, since feeling that I can just see it's just, mm. and it's, it's getting sort of better, yeah, I think, I'm getting more towards my goal.
the um, where I'm going to be. Sounds like you just took responsibility, basically. Yeah. And where is your goal? My goal. Uh, my goal, I think. So I have like personal goals, as in goals where I, as a being, want to get to, mm -hmm. and then also goals of what I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. In my life, um, and I think my personal goals are I want to I want to quiet quieten this negative talk and I want to I want the positivity to start dominating and I already feel like it's um, like it's getting there, no. but I want to ultimately, I guess, just completely, wholeheartedly love myself, accept myself. Mm. Um, even if I'm not perfect, you know, no one is perfect. But I used to want to seek perfection, and now I, I genuinely can say, like I feel like I am loving myself more. Oh, good. And I guess that's the that's the ultimate goal. That should be the goal for everybody. Yeah. Know, to yeah. find true happiness. Um, you're never going to get it in other. If you find happiness in other things, without those things, you're just going to be empty. So. Yeah, self love. What does it mean to you? Um, like, if you were to, we were just talking about how you think that's your goal. Mm -hmm. So when you get there, what would it look like or feel like? Self-love would be pink <laughs> and fluffy. Um, <laughs> now I just feel like, you know, just happiness really, like self-love, completely accepting your flaws mm. um, and not and not giving yourself a hard time for things and just just whole, yeah, just wholeheartedly being satisfied and comfortable in your skin and with yourself. I think that's self-love. Nice. Yeah. And then earlier you said you're taking steps towards that. What is it? Mm -hmm. like, what yeah, are you doing? So, it's, um, so it's different things. I've been doing a little bit of yoga last year and um, working out. I have had an on and off relationship with the gym. <laughs> um, so, for the last couple of years, I've just not kind of, almost kind of neglected my physical health. Mm. And this also impacts on your psychological state as well. Have you noticed that yourself? Yeah, and I noticed a difference. Like, so, I think two years ago, I signed up to the gym and on and off I'd go to the gym, go to do yoga in between and you know it's not that it you immediately feel fucking great but I can see the difference. I've got more energy, um, I feel better, like at work I'm not. Mm. Um, and then of course you look better and you feel better I guess about yeah. yourself. But yeah. Um, and then so yoga and what else? Um, been meditating again since the age of 
21, I did a meditation course and I, the reason I did that course, it was a one-to-one -one session with this um, meditation teacher, I did it because I have um, insomnia and um. the insomnia is better now, but it was a huge problem, um, especially once I started my nursing job and then doing long days, night shifts, long days, and of course that fucks up your sleep pattern anyway, it could be anybody, but I, sleep is just so important and I also think that's what contributes to some of my, to the way that I feel sometimes, um, I feel just so exhausted, um, yeah. you know, and withdrawn, like when I, I remember when I, in my first job, when I started working, I would feel so shattered at a certain time because we do long days. At a certain point of the day, I'm gone. And also, then I'm meeting friends afterwards and I don't have the energy, I really don't. And to be honest with you, a lot of time when I first started nursing, nursing is so, it sucks your the soul out of you. Mm. It's just, when I first started nursing, I, my socialising went downhill. I just couldn't, I didn't have the energy. And then I became a bit, it, not introverted as such, but I just, it, it lost its appeal, its appeal. Um, and I just kept feeling like I'm too tired. I just want to be in bed, want to be at home. Um, no idea what the question was. It's in meditation. Oh yeah, that's like, yeah, another thing. Um, so Did that help with your insomnia? Um, yeah, I think the problem is I've, I've been doing it on and off, but okay. I, so this year I'm... So not consistently? Not consistently, but I do think, I believe in it, and I, I do think it's got huge um, powers mm -hmm. and benefits mm -hmm. if you do it properly. Um, so have you noticed that really? In the past, when I, I mean, there was, <laughs> again, on and off with it, there was a period when I was meditating consistently, and I did feel the difference in the way, you know, okay. just in the way that I felt. Anxiety was definitely reduced. Feeling calmer. Um, but then I stopped. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. I Sometimes I'm really terrible with disciplining myself, especially with things mm -hmm. that are really, these are so important, you know. Yeah. I go to work, and I have no choice, I guess I've got to make money, but I make it a priority to see my friends, but I don't make it a priority to engage in activities that will help my, well, you know, improve my sort of psychological well-being. So I, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I feel like I'm just trying to put a focus on that. Um, and again, I know I've worked out things that help me. So it's just about engaging in those Doing things. Them. Yeah. Do you think there's anything that can help you with your discipline? Have you ever thought about how to work on that? To be honest with you, it's just got to come from within. No. Like, if I, you know, I can't expect anyone else to help me along the way, I can't. Otherwise it's not real, it's not really, it's not going to happen. I think unless I sort of mm. say, yeah. you need to do this now, now or never, so, yeah. Yeah, so like the first to just want to. Yeah. Get better then. Mm. <laughs> and knowing, knowing I, the potential 
that I, because at the moment I feel like I'm giving it maybe, well right now I'm, I'm feeling fine, I'm calm, but over the years I probably feel like I'm giving um, 60%, 70% and I know that I've got so much more to give. No. And I guess, I guess I'll get more out of life, you know, if I'm giving more. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the focus. <laughs> and then do you think as you've gone along, has it um, like increased your level of freedom? Yeah. And how? Um, I'd say before, I'd let, I'd hold myself back from doing things, mm -hmm. um, whereas, you know, even going to Sri Lanka on my own, even, uh, I do a bit of fashion blogging for fun, um, I hate I used to hate being photographed and I still am not 100% mm. but the fact that I can do that mm. I, I almost forget how I used to be um, and I really enjoy enjoy it as well it's not just that I've overcome it I enjoy it mm. just so much more I feel a lot more comfortable in my skin mm. um, which in turn I guess makes you feel free yeah you know yeah because you don't have the, the limits but yeah, it's really mind. holding you back. Now it's just like cool, cutting those strings. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And then, what does freedom mean to you? And is it important? I think freedom is just complete unconditional love for yourself. Mm, and that's so nice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. That's true freedom, I think. Because I think that over the years, I remember, I used to think that this freedom that we're talking about, how could I feel free? And I used to think that it's always going to be from external things, external factors. Yeah. Um, once I learnt, shit, it's within me. Like, we've got the power to... Yeah. Yeah. How did you learn that? God, lots of reading, lots of self-thought, or self-delving, like going, if that is even a phrase word, but I go into my mind a lot and, and just, just recognising, I think we all need to be more aware, the way that we're thinking, you know, the effects of our actions and our thinking, and, and yeah, I think with age it's just that awareness has increased. Mm, and certain areas aren't as fulfilled as I want them to be and that's when you start thinking right what's the problem here you know certain areas just in your life yeah just you know for example at, when I started nursing I'm not going out as much my sleeping's crap okay and there's just things that I yeah I want to have a more I guess I want to I want to have a better connection with these things like I want to I want to, there's just so much, um, okay, so 
I'm just trying to think of the way to say it. So when I went to Sri Lanka, I was so in the moment that time slowed down. And I literally, it's the simplest things like I'm playing with a doggy or my cousins on a, the bumpiest bus ride into this part of Sri Lanka called um, Kilnotri. Um, it's honestly the scariest thing ever. And in those, those rides, I was just like loving every second of it, even though it was an early morning thing that I had to get up at seven, mm. you know. And, and it was only for a few, few days when I was there, but I remember just feeling like, ah, I love this so much. The wind, it's just so picturesque and beautiful. And, and even, you know, it's not just that, I guess if you're in a new, when you travel or in a new place and you're gonna you're gonna really appreciate what you see around you because it's new. But I think I notice that when I when I'm when I'm there, because I'm doing things that just are so meaningful to me, I think we all need to again engage in those activities that mm. make us who we are. Yeah. And it's like feeding the soul. Yeah. That's why I think in turn I did feel great um, because, again, it was almost like I'm doing stuff that I love and I'm so in the moment when you're doing things that you love that it's like you're meditating. Does yeah. that make sense? It's, yeah. it's, it's like um, when, I, when I think about it, here I'm desperately going, I've come on, still quiet in your mind for five minutes. There it's just every moment. Mm. And I think that when I come back here, this, I, there's so much I love about the UK as well, but I, I think that it's just maybe now I associate it with the way that I've always behaved here. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I've just become so yeah. used to, okay, this is how I am yeah. here. Um, yeah, but yeah that's, so it's easier to go away. Yeah. And then, and then it's escapism. Yeah. And go away, yay, and then come back. But the truth is I've not had that feeling in anywhere. I've been to, not loads of places, yeah. but quite a few, I've never had that feeling. It's not like you can go anywhere. No. So I do think a big part of it is also, it's not just, you know, doing some meditation, eating healthy exercise, but it's engaging yeah, activities that are really, that not just, you know, for example, for some people, I don't know, making money, they, they want a nice house, they think that this is what will make them happy. But if I, but that's not really who they are. That's just something, like a, it provides them with a superficial happiness. Yeah. So that's why I think everyone should find that thing that just makes them tick. Welcome to the party. <laughs> oh God, I love laughing about. Diving deep. Diving deep into the being of Ravania. We were born to fail.